0: Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator.
1: It's, uh, It's a little overwhelming. This is a little difficult. Come on, show off. Put the lights back on. Nobody can see me. Hey, here I am. Let me give you a, a, a little history real quick. This building is a very old building and has been used for a lot of different purposes, all of which I believe are God-ordained. Check this out. The first Certificate of occupancy on record for this building was in 1948 as a bakery. So this building, this was a building that provided fresh bread to the community. I'll get to that in a moment. As a matter of fact, that's, that's Pastor Sal's grandfather who used to work in here as a baker and Pastor Sal's father used to come and spend the day with him here as a kid check that out after many years the building then became a food factory that processed chicken hispanics call it a vivero so they processed chicken here I heard from some locals that during one of the wars the army contracted this building, the Vivero, to provide food for the soldiers. So this building not only provided fresh bread to the community, but then for a season it provided food for soldiers. I gather it was sometime, yeah, those that have ears, let them hear. Amen. Amen. I gather it was sometime after that, that Day, the owner, the present owner of the building, bought the place and they used it as a shop and a storehouse. So this was a place where they kept their supplies and tools. It was a place where everything they needed to repair, rebuild all of the properties that they own were kept here. So this building not only provided fresh bread to the community then for a season provided food for the soldiers, but it also served as a workshop and a storehouse for the repairing, rebuilding, and restoration of other buildings. Is anybody with me? I submit to you today that this building will continue to fulfill God's purpose and promise and will in fact still be a bakery where there will always be the fresh bread of life for this community, a factory where nourishment will constantly be supplied to the army of God, and a shop and a storehouse where everything needed for the repairing and rebuilding and restoring of lives will always be kept. Somebody should stand up, give somebody a high five and say hallelujah. Amen. Wow, this is exciting. If you've been to the sanctuary once or twice, you know I like quotes. Here's a quote that's been in my spirit for this past week. It goes like this. I have spent my days... Stringing and unstringing my instrument while the song I came to sing remains unsung. That's deep, not just for musicians, right? Now, I know without even asking that many of you here have had these moments. You've had these weeks, these days. Some of you might feel like you've had these lives, right? um, I've prepared for something. I'm equipped for something. I've trained for something. I've hoped and prayed for something. Still, the song that I came to sing remains unsung. Anybody? Just me and the two of you, amen. The rest of you, stick around. I want to say to you and encourage you today for this new year, what the great philosopher Nike once said, just do it. Amen? That's going to be our our motto for the year. We're just going to do it. And and we see how God has been doing it. Amen? See, God is a dream giver. Anybody, Anybody believe that? God is a dream giver. I never in my own thinking ever thought something like this was possible. I I didn't know how long I was talking to my wife the other night. I didn't know how long we would have church in our home. But that lasted one Sunday. I didn't know how long we when when we took that huge step of faith and rented this this about the size of the two bathrooms put together. And it was a whopping $600 a, a month. And, and, and we were like, you know, hesitant. I didn't know how long we'd be in that little place. But that was only three and a half months. And then it came to, it came to the point where God was just kicking us out of that place because uh, God was just kicking us out of that place because there was so many things going on and we were just busting at the scenes. We would jump up and down in the bathrooms to worship. It was just such a small place. And then we took that huge step of faith to get that second floor that nobody wanted. It had been empty for like a year. And I I never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that, you know, how long that I'd be out of there already. And that lasted less than two years. And so here we are, a church two and a half years old. Never in my wildest dreams. But... I'm a believer. See, I'm just a regular guy, and and I, and I kept saying to myself, you know, I didn't even think this was even possible for somebody like me. But I'm a believer. Amen. I don't feel like I have any special skill sets. I don't have any special abilities. But I'm a believer. I definitely possess no superpowers, and so I I don't really qualify as a superhero. But I'm a believer. So I have a tendency as a believer to dream really big dreams. And I've started to really discover lately that dreams are a byproduct of being a believer. And if you're a believer, you've probably had some pretty big dreams. What's crazy about that is that that works anywhere around. Whatever you believe in, you're going you're to have dreams and aspirations toward it. I read, a, I was watching on, a, on one of those cable channels. There's an agency started by a group of people that believe in life on other planets. And so for 40 years, they have been sending transmissions through all kinds of different waves and frequencies into space. And I heard the founder of this this agency with his own mouth, I'm watching the show, I heard him with his own mouth, he says, we we haven't had one response. Can you imagine going to work another day after 40 years of not having one successful day? But why does he do it he's a believer he believes that there's that that one day there's going to be some communication and because he does that he's determined to see it happen it's the same with us well not really but it's the same with us when when we're a believer God gives us these big God dreams and then and then it's up to us to just kind of walk it out amen I think a lot of times God puts these dreams in us that'll take a lot of years to happen. And then I think other times they take a lot of years because you and I just sit around and wait. I think a lot of times we have this dream and, and we have this, this thing that we can't even, you don't even know what to call it. It's just in you. Anybody have one of those in you? Even right now you're thinking about it. There's just something in me that I need to do. There's something in me that, that I need to just bring out and be but you kind of just pray about it. Not that praying is wrong, but you, you sit and pray and you sit and wait. And, and I, I believe, you know, sometimes those things take that long because we don't get up and walk that dream out. Amen? I used to ask our young people when I was a youth pastor, I used to sit them around in a circle and ask them, man, what are your dreams? You know, what do you want to be? And I remember uh, I had a lot of little thuggy, thuggy, thug, thug dudes, right? And they're like, yo, man, I want to be like, you know, like this famous lawyer and stuff. And I, so I used to tell him, well, then stop mugging people. <laughs> stop robbing people. Stop getting arrested, brother. You understand that you have this dream, but you can't get there from here. You'll never be a successful lawyer with this huge, extensive criminal record. You understand? So it's one thing to have a dream, but have a dream and then walk it out. Amen? I used to tell our our young people that all the time. They used to get mad at me. I remember at one particular time in this this building project, it was was after, you know, this has been three months that Jose and I have been attached at the hip. And um, and then we had another appendage in his son that would come every every week also. And and then we had the faithful like Israel that would come out every day off. And then man, he started coming out for the last three weeks right after work. Imagine working a full day and then coming here to work a full day. But it was I don't remember what point of this project it was, but at this this day it was just Jose and I. I don't know what project we had just finished. But it was a big one. It was, it was one of those insurmountable projects. This, this may look simple to you. You know, like the chandeliers. I, I, I think it was after that project. We had no idea how to make this happen. I knew what I wanted. But I had no idea how do we get power, which is over there in that panel, to all of these lights, and then I want them switched individually, and then I want the switches all the way in the back. And and so, sounds easy enough, right? Nobody thinks about that. You flip a switch and you got power. But it was one of those things that would keep us up at night. I asked Jose's wife. We we would stay up at night. wonder how are we going to do that. And at one point, we had an electrician here, a, a license, the real guy, right? He was coming to give us power. And so, we would pick his brain. You know, we was, we would say, you know, we know how we want to do it, but how would you do it? You know, I mean, we know, you know, we know we're gonna just, uh, you know, and uh, basically, you know, we're gonna junction the junction, and you know, we're gonna wire that thing and uh, just basically switch it up. But how would you do it? And and you know, we'd have and so he'd draw diagrams and tell us, and we go, okay. And and so I, I think it was after this particular project where we came in one day and the chandeliers were all up, and we just were like click, 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 click. And I, I remember being up on the scaffold, and I and I, and I reached down to Jose. I said, Jose. I really believe that. I really believe it now. And he tells me, believe what? I said, I believe it more than ever before right now. And he said, believe what? I said, I believe the scripture in Philippians 4, 13 that says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Remember that? We were up there, right? I was doing electricity. What do I know about electricity? We're there connecting 200 watts of power going all over this building. And I said, you know, I believe it now. I believe it more than ever before that me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, allow me to explore that scripture with you real quick today. Let's amplify it first. And I don't mean let's say it louder. I mean let's go to the Amplified Bible. And it says it this way. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Listen, I am ready for anything equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Would you tell somebody I'm equal to anything? I mean, that sounds like boasting, right? That sounds like bragging, but but it's not. I'm bragging on Jesus. I'm not bragging on me. I would have been dead week one of this project if it wasn't for Jesus. Just know that. There were many times, I don't know what kept me up on a scaffold. There were many times, you may not notice, but these are 14-foot ceilings. And so on a 14-foot ceilings, we're using 9-foot ladders. How many feet does that mean? That means you got to get up at the tippity-tip-tip of the ladder which, as you know, the higher you go on the ladder, the less, the less platform you have, right? Oh, that's good. Those that have ears, let them, let them receive that. The higher you go, the less stability you have. So, trust me, I would have been, there were so many times where we were up on the scaffold on the ladder for so long that I would just turn and walk off. And then catch myself, whoa, okay. I'm 14 feet up in the air with concrete floor behind, below, below me. So, trust me, I'm not bragging on my skills. I know that it was Christ who who, who just, his his sufficiency who made me sufficient. Amen? The message says it this way. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Listen to me, there's a dream in each and every one of you, a God-given dream. And some of you may think it's too late, some of you may think you blew it, some of you may think you waited too long. But it's still right there, just as powerful, ready as ever to be born in you. I don't want to, I didn't want to come up with some corny, you know, uh, it's going to be great in 2008. Or, or, or some kind of phrase like that. But, but, but God did put something in my spirit that, that, that somebody today needs to hear. It's not too late in 2008. Amen. That may not sound motivational, but it is. Cause, cause I believe it's so, so many of us in here. We said, man, I missed that window. I should have, I, I could have, I, I, if, if I only, if I, if I had just, no, it's not too late. In 2008, and we're going to do incredible things, bigger things than even this building. Amen. Because I'm a believer, I can do all things. I'm equal to anything. I can make it through anything in the One who makes me who I am. Now, listen. There's a piece of paper in your bulletins. Can somebody give me one? The one that says I'm a believer. I want you to pull that out and I want you to start to read some of those things to yourself. Just start to read some of those to yourself. Everybody have one? If you don't have one, make sure Mark gets you one. Get them out there real quick. I want you to pull that. I want you to start to read some of those things and, and, and here's what I want to... I love, I love being... Being uh, interactive, I love, uh, you guys have a fun way of doing that at the sanctuary. You know, like when I'm preaching and you guys come right up to me and talk to me or or cross right in front of me to go to the bathroom. (laughs) You guys are real funny that way. So, I've gotten used to that interactivity and, and, and i like it to continue. I want to, I want somebody to, to that day you've read one of those things right now. and, And I want you to stand up and read it out loud and believe it for your life today. Anybody just stand up and read one of those out loud and believe it for your life. Go ahead. I believe it. Amen. 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 Come on. Come on. I am free forever from condemnation. condemnation. Come on. That's right. You are complete. Amen. Receive that. Come on. Amen, that's a popular one. I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. You have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. Amen. Go ahead. You have been redeemed and forgiven. I am that the Amen, amen. God's perfecting things in you. You better believe you cannot be separated from the love of God. You, Aixa, have access to God through the Holy Spirit. Come on. You are free from all charges. Come on. You are a member of the body of Christ. Come on. Somebody should get excited. I didn't make these up. These are from the word of God. These are promises for you. Come on. Have been you have been justified even though it says addiction on your shirt. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. That's right. You have been adopted as God's child. You are God's child. You better believe you're a member of the body of Christ. Come on, somebody get excited. Come on, give me one. Give me one more. Give me a couple more. A couple more. A couple more. You are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for you to do. Amen? significant, amen yes you are suicide, you are bought with a price so you no longer need suicide, amen you are the salt and light you are the God's adorable of the earth, amen amen, come on God will perfect what he has begun, amen Go ahead, y'all. Yo, you're just getting up to walk around. That's all right. Go Anybody else? Give me one more. Give me one more. One more. Can I get a witness? Go ahead. You get double. Is, indeed, Amen. 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 You see, you you. God's word God's word is alive and active and powerful it's sharper than any two-edged sword and it's more than just coming and listening to some guy tell you something it's about you getting into this thing and saying listen I have been bought with a price I am a saint I'm the salt and light I'm a member I'm free I'm free I'm a minister of reconciliation I have access to God I can't be separated from the love of God I'm established anointed and sealed I'm a." I'm chosen. I can approach God. I can do all things. I'm complete. I'm hidden. I'm justified. I'm His workmanship. I'm confident. I'm redeemed. I'm forgiven. And I've been adopted. Amen. Wow. 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 If you believe just two of those, you're changed today. You understand? You're changed today. Renewed. Listen, this year, I'm going to give you another one of my dreams. I intend to write a book this year. I'm going to write a book on, on church planting. And, and I already have the first three chapter titles. The chapter one is going to be Dream Big. Dream Big. Listen, if you can do it alone, you're dreaming too small. Amen? If, if you're having dreams that you can work out with you and your buddies, it's just you, it's your dream. It's just, it's an ego dream. It's something that you want to see yourself do because you want to see yourself in some kind of light or in some kind of title or in some kind of position. If you dream something that is totally impossible for you to accomplish, that's a God dream. Amen? That's a God dream. See, when, when God gives us dreams, you know, we go up and we ask for something and God says, can I supersize that for you? Amen. God worked at McDonald's for a while. He said, can I supersize that for you? And too many of us say no. Say, nah, that's too much for me. And look, I had, what's my jacket? Look what I found on the floor. This is funny. I found this on the floor today in the back. Going to be hard for you to see, but it's a little toy teacup. And God told me, that goes with your message. See, because right, we we have little dreams, right? And, and, And we have this little, little thing, and we say, God, can you feel this? And God says, can I supersize that for you? And you say, no, this is about what I can handle. Cause I don't want to be stressed out. Cause, cause there's a lot of responsibility, and there's a lot of other things that I have to do. And there's, and there, and what if, and whatever. This is enough. And, and, and it's the wrong approach. God says, "I wanted to hit you with a 55-gallon drum of stuff, and and you coming at me with this little toy teacup." Dream big, amen. I'm. I gotta tell you. I'm still waiting to wake up from this dream. I'm still waiting for some old guy in a three-piece suit to come and say, "What is, kid? What are you doing in my pulpit? Get out of here, Sit down," and then for me to go, "Oh, well oh, this time I was just playing. I'm still waiting for wake up from this dream. I, I, I still don't understand how we got this far and, and it, it, but it's a God dream, amen, because I know that I could not do it. Chapter two. Trust God. Trust God. The word says, unless God builds the house, those that labor, labor in vain. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a vain laborer. Amen? I don't want to waste. Anybody have extra like stuff to waste? You got extra money to throw away. You got extra time. Anybody say, oh man, there's too many hours in the day. <laughs> right? I, I, I like did everything I had to do today and it's only 11. There's too many hours. No, right? Wait, there's always the, 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 the shortage. There's always we need more. Listen, trust God. There were some things that I stressed over during this time that I watched God take care of in seconds. Seconds. You, you hear me? Seconds. There was, there were, when we moved over there, we had about 25 folding chairs. And we said, God, you know, we better buy some more folding chairs. And so, so we 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 used the teacup mentality. And and I went to uh, Odd Lot. and I bought I found them for, for $14.99, the black chairs. And I talked them down to like $12.99. I haggled a little bit. I had this kind of mentality. And and I got a bunch of them, and I probably had about 30, 40 at best, you know, and I had to get Jesse this big bill that I spent all this money on chairs. chairs, you know, and all of a sudden, and and I was stressed because we started filling up and, and, you know, some of you are healthy. And so the, those, those $14 chairs just weren't cutting it, you know, and, and every, every week we'd put two or three out of commission because they were like, and, and I said, Oh God, these, these, these cheap chairs are not making it. I got some healthy people up in church. And, and I started stressing that and all of a sudden I got a call from a pastor friend of mine and said, listen, I got some church chairs I want to give you I said, okay and so I went up there in my van I think and I drove up and there was supposed to be like 20 chairs, it was these blue ones I didn't know, I thought they were going to be regular folding chairs because who gives good stuff out, right no, but they give the church junk you guys know, right, everybody say, oh I got stuff for the church and then they bring you porqueria all this, all this stuff that they would not give their, the cousin that they don't even like but that's the stuff, oh, I got that for the church, you could use that, sure. Coats with one arm, you know, like, what do I do with this? Who do, am I going to give this to? Toys that are like busted, yeah, give this to the poor kids in church. You know, that, that's, that's this mentality, amen? So I went there to pick up chairs, and, and when I got there, the, 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 the guy, the custodian guy or whatever, he said, no, 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 he, he said there were 20, but no, he's giving you all of them. And I said, what? He said, yeah, just run around the whole building and every blue chair you find, take it. You know me, we were running all over the building. I was like, excuse me, sir, you're going to have to get up, but this one's mine. Every blue chair in the building. I remember I had to call Freddie. Freddie had to rent a trailer and drive up to Connecticut with me because we had to get all these chairs before somebody like woke up and changed their mind. Because free. And so things that I stressed about got to care of like that in seconds. In this building, seconds. We didn't. We we were gonna come in on the dusty, dusty gray um, floors that were here, and because the epoxy paint was that's like three hundred dollars a five gallon drum, and we're gonna need about seven of them. You do the math. We ain't playing with that kind of budget right now, right? Do you know that we got into this building with like about twenty five thousand dollars, which is unheard of. That's like cheap. That's cheap. People pay that to paint their house. I mean, that's cheap. So it was just a matter of a phone call. It was just a matter of a connection. Nothing I did. I didn't do anything. Don't don't think I'm I'm saying you know I made the right connections and I, I didn't do anything. I sat back and worried like a little oh God with my little teacup. I don't know how, but we'll we'll just mop it a lot, I guess and. And we'll put some area rugs down or something. I don't know. But, but all of a sudden, all the pain is... I get a call from, from the rep at Sherman Williams saying, Oh no, I'm giving you all the paint. I just want to know what, um, you know what kind of area it is and what you need. And, what. and it was delivered. We had all the paint and we painted the floors last minute. That's why some areas are still a little sticky. Some of you got brown paint on your shoes. I, I take no responsibility for that. But things that I worried about, God took care of in a matter of seconds. Because, because he, you understand? Because the mentality is different. It's not me, it's him. And when God has a dream, then he needs to pay the bill. When he orders things, he pays, right? When you let God go before you, he pays. When, if you jump up in front of God and go before him, then that gets billed on your easy pass, Right? But when you back up, head, you do the aguaje, no, I'll pay for it, no, all right, that's cool. You know, you, you guys know, a lot of you know that, right? You fake to pay the bill. No, no, yeah, 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 you got that, right, cool. <laughs> you, you pulled out your Getty card and you try to pay for dinner, right? No, no, I got, no, all right, that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> you, you do that because, because you know daddy ordered it. I didn't order this said, God, you ordered this building. You ordained this thing. You had people just giving us stuff left and right, just making things happen. You did it, so you got to pay for it. Amen? Amen? Dream big. Trust God. Right there in the same Philippians, it says, Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. The message puts it this way. Don't fret and don't worry. Instead of worrying, pray. And let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Listen, some of you need to get in shape this new year. But the shape, don't get offended and walk out. The shape you need to get in is you need to let God shape your worries into prayers. Amen? And then you can see what happens. I, I confess to you, I would worry. I'd say, God, is this too big? God, did I bite off more than I can chew? God, God is this too much? Am I going too fast? Am I asking for too much? I, I would stay up and say, God, can we really do this? And God would continually show me time after time, yes, too much for you, but not for me. Yes, yes, you did ask for a whole lot, but not for me. Yes, you can never ever make this happen, you insignificant little. But with me, you're incredible and you can do all things. Amen? So God will continually show me. And Philippians 4 concludes in verse 9, 19. It says, and, and my God will meet all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Can anybody need some of that today? Yes? Did anybody need to hear that today? That God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory? Do you need to to believe that? Do you need to receive that today? Just look around. Look around. God pays his bills. Amen? So dream big. Trust God. Chapter 3. Walk it out. Do what you know to do you cannot dream and then sit and hope and just pray and sleep it out why do you think we dream when we're asleep it's so that when we wake up we can walk it out That must not have registered well why, why do you think the dreaming process happens in our sleep it's so that when we wake up we can walk it out amen when you wake up, it's time to walk. It's not time to go back to sleep. Too many of us in the body of Christ, we have these dreams and then we sleep on it and we wait. Well, if and then we give God these foolish little tasks. Well, if God really wants me to do that, the pastor himself will call me and ask me to start that ministry. Yeah, because that's what I'm thinking about. Every, little, come on, understand? Amen. Can you take some responsibility for yourselves? I had to. And well, if, 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 if this is meant to be, Lord, then, you know, a flyer would be dropped on my feet as I walk to work today and the flyer would say, I have called you to begin this ministry. And uh, come on. God put a dream in you. Walk it out. Amen. Walk it out. I learned so much throughout this process. I'm still learning. And there's things that we did in this building that we probably would do a different way. Right? Me and Jose look at each other now and say, why do we do that? He said, okay, we'll have to change that. We'll have to fix that. But there, there are things even that we did earlier on that we know how to do so much better now. I mean, just look at the bumpy walls. Anybody notice some bumpy walls? I can't even count to think how many people we taught to spackle in this place? Let's, let's, let's see this. If you, if you honed your spackling skills here at the sanctuary, raise your hands. Look. Look around because those are the people you have to blame for the bumpy walls. <laughs> those are the ones you can look to and say, bro, what were you thinking? What were you thinking with all that spackle? <laughs> So a lot of people learned how to spackle here and, and some of the walls really show it, but I love that about this place. Because you know what makes bumpy walls? When you don't smooth things out from the very beginning. Come on, somebody needs to hear this today. When you just continue to cover over things and cover over things without sanding things down and smoothing things out. How many of you know I'm not talking about spackle? These walls remind me a lot of you and I. The only way to smooth these walls out now is to get some really harsh sanding blocks and just sand them all the way down to the beginning. Smooth it out and then start all over. And some of us need to do that in in, in our relationships. Amen? Some of us need to go all the way back. We need to take the harshest sandpaper and just rip that thing down and go all the way back to the beginning and then start to smooth things out and, and cover things over. And and those are lessons that we learn when we walk things out. If we didn't give people people a chance to learn that here in the church, where are they going to learn it? Amen? So when you look around and see imperfections in this building, because you will see some, you will see many, you know, at, at like the 11th hour on a, on a Tuesday, you, you're not at your best. You know, and you say, I don't really got to sand that down, just paint it. <laughs> at, at the 11th hour, like a week before opening, you know, you're looking around and there's only two or three workers and say, nobody's going to see this thing sanded. Just prime it. <laughs> Nobody, we didn't need an extra screw in there. Just bang that in there. It'll be fine, right? So when you notice imperfections as you walk around these, these bumpy walls, just remember that we're not done with this building. We'll still be working and, and, and then remind each other that we're not done. God's not done with us either. Amen. And so whenever we see the bumpy walls in, in relationships and in people, just know that God's not done. And I know some of you use that as a crutch. You know, you slap and curse somebody out and say, well, God ain't done with me yet. That's not what I'm talking about know don't use it as an excuse but just love we love people and we accept people as they are because we know that God's still working with people amen God is still smoothing things over so closing dream big trust God walk it out I love this scripture verse that says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free Stand firm then and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Do, don't don't let anyone tell you it's too late. Don't let anyone tell you it's not for you. Don't let anyone tell you you can't because you can do all things in Christ Jesus. Amen? I'll leave this little quote that I got in an email. One of those emails that I'm supposed to forward to 15 friends but I, I never do. And I rarely read these, but this must have been a God thing that I actually read it. And it says this, the road to success is not straight. There's a curve called failure. There's a loop called confusion. There's speed bumps called friends. There're red lights called enemies. There's caution lights called family. You're going to have some flats called jobs. But if you have a spare called determination and an engine called perseverance and insurance called faith and a driver named Jesus, you will make it to the place called success. Amen. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I'm going to ask Pastor Gary to come up. I'm going to ask him to just pray that over your lives today. Listen, family, we love you, we're excited that you're a part of this family. I want to thank you all for being part of this incredible dream that we call the Sanctuary Fellowship. And I'm going to ask Gary to just close us in prayer, to just pray that over your lives, to pray dreams over your lives, and and also to give you the opportunity that if you're not a believer, because remember, this only applies if you believe. And so a lot of us might be on the, on the edge and we're still thinking, I don't know if I can really make that, that believer status. I don't know if I can really make that step to becoming a believer. I don't know if I want to even be considered a believer. Listen, you are going to believe in something like it or not. I'm just telling you that I believe in God and it works for me. Amen. Gary, please.
0: Amen. I'm just going to ask everyone to stand. As Pastor George was speaking, the Lord was showing me that there's many of you here today and you had big dreams at one time and you've been disappointed, you've been hurt by life. You've begun to step out into things and and then life came at you and you gave up and that dreams in you have have been killed and dead and buried for some of you for many years. And I believe that right now God wants to speak to you to resurrect those dead dreams. For some of you it's to go to school. For some of you it's to have a career. Some of you are called into ministry. Some of you are called to start soup kitchens, choirs, worship teams. Some of you are called into politics. This isn't only about what you can do in church. This is a whole life thing. Some of you have given up a dream of even getting married, having a family. And God is saying today, this is what the Lord spoke to me, that it's safe to dream again. Just begin to resurrect those things that once were. Begin to let it come forth again. So, Father, I just thank you right now. Just lift your hand before the Lord. Just as a sign to God that that you're with him today. Father, I just speak to those dead dreams, oh God. Those dreams, Lord God, that died because of woundedness. Because of words that have been spoken over us in anger and hatred. And I speak to those dreams. And I say, come up out of the grave. Now, in Jesus' name. I just release you now to dream again. Begin to dream those dreams again. Father, for those, Lord God, who would go back to school, for those who would get doctorates, I believe that there are doctors and lawyers here right now. I believe there are pastors, there are missionaries, evangelists, right here, right now. And I just speak life into those dreams again. I speak life over you. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that in you, We can do all things. Nothing can hold us back. Our past cannot hold us back anymore. Don't let your past experiences keep you back from the fullness of what God has for you. Father, I thank you for a mighty army standing here before you, Lord God. I thank you for warriors in the spirit, Lord God. I I just speak prosperity into your life right now riches true riches in jesus name father we just thank you lord god for this building lord god i thank you lord god for, the, for this place of sanctuary that you provided god and i just pray lord god that thousands and thousands of lives would be changed lord god use us god use us lord god Use our hands, Lord God, to work healings and miracles, Lord God. Use our mouths to speak life. Use our lives to be an example to a lost and dying generation. And we thank you, Lord God, and we bless you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship.